Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock Friends, to another edition of Before the Bid. And on Before the Bid this evening, we have uh, yet another first. Uh, We've done a a few different things, and uh, we actually went international on one of these, and I've had a uh, father and daughter combination. But uh, tonight, I'm on a three-way call with uh, two friends that have come together, and they are going to have a sale in Nebraska. And that sale is on SC Sales, and it's going to be held October 6th and uh, these guys have come together to have a joint sale and I've been talking to these guys the last couple days and uh, excited about this edition here. Uh, We have uh, one of them stands at a five foot four and the other one stands at uh, six foot three and so these guys uh, have come together they're they're friends and going to have a sale together and uh, talking about some of the differences that they have they have a a very different backgrounds one of them grew up in a large city and one of them grew up uh, on a on the ranch and uh, been around the cattle and the row crop for a long time and uh, so as I said they have come together and uh, they are going to have the uh, heavy hitters sale here on uh, SC online sales on October 6th and I want to welcome to the podcast tonight from Nebraska Stephen McIntyre and Seth Goal and uh, guys uh, excited about this new uh, new venture here with the three-way call and uh, things are going to go really well and I'm excited about this so I uh, want to welcome you guys to the podcast. Thanks Andy I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks happy to be here. Uh, Stephen, uh, we we talked uh, the other night, and and you have a different background than uh, quite a few guys. And and growing up, uh, as I said, in a large city and and not on much acreage. So, uh, if you would, Stephen, uh, would would you tell us your your story and and how you got started? Yep, I grew up in Lakewood, Colorado, which is the first suburb west of Denver. I could. Uh, jump high enough on my trampoline and see Mile High Stadium from my backyard. So to give people a reference point. And growing up, I was just infatuated with the National Western Stock Show just as a spectator. We'd walk through the barns and my parents would want to go through the trade show and the rodeo and all I'd want to do is just walk through the cattle barns just for hours and collected sire catalogs and just was infatuated with it. And then... When I was 11, we saw on the schedule a miniature Hereford sale. So me and my dad were like, well, we check this out and see how big they are and see how how this would work. We were zoned agriculturally because we were in an old neighborhood and had some horses. So we pulled up to the sale and we bought my first miniature Hereford. He was a horned bull for 550 bucks there at Denver and 2002, I guess it was, and 
he was just going to be a pet. We were going to knock the horns off of him, band him, and make him a pet. And then we kind of decided I wanted to show. And at that time, we were there showing miniature Hereford bulls or heifers. There was no steer classes yet. This was long before many herfs were popular. Mm-hmm. So we kept him a horned bull, and he was just a big old pet, and he lived in my backyard. And that kind of spiraled into a replacement heifer, and then the max we could have was six. So I'd have four cows, the bull, and whatever heifer I was showing that year. And that's, that's where my story started, and my love where it started was raising mini herfs. And my dad's currently got about 45 mini herf mama cows south of Denver now, and my girls are showing them, and we're still readily involved in that world. And you didn't grow up on a lot of ground to put those mini Herefords on. There's a reason you, you had to have mini Herefords, right? Yep, that, and they just kind of made sense for us, and they didn't take a lot of the space. They eat about two-thirds of what a big animal would typically. They just made a lot of sense, and I honestly went to the 4-H board or council in that county to see if I could show my mini Herf bull at county fair, and they kind of looked at me crazy wanting to show a horned Hereford bull. So I was never in 4-H or showed at County Fair. It was always Denver or Houston or Austin or some of the national shows that had opened into the mini Herf deal early in the 2000s. That, that's a little bit different story than itself than uh, most uh, most people get to start. Most people get to start, yeah, we go to the County Fair and we do that thing. And, you know, maybe we'll go to some of those big shows. And uh, you just got thrown right into the big shows. Yep, that was our only option, and so I guess that's all I've ever known. Well, that's a that's a neat uh, a neat start there, uh, right there in Denver, and then now you're now you're in Nebraska, where space is fairly plentiful. That's correct. <laughs> right. Well, Seth, uh, we'll turn to you just a second, and and you came up from a, a lot different background uh, than what Stephen did, and uh, want to give you a minute here to to tell us about your background. Yeah. Well, that's the first time I've ever actually heard what how Stephen grew up and got into the show deal. So that was that was pretty interesting to hear, I guess. But no, uh, I grew up on the family farm and ranch here in Southwest Nebraska, and pretty much new cattle and corn and wheat growing up. And, um, I guess how I kind of got my start in the, in the show and deal was when I was, oh, I was probably three when I took my first bucket calf. And ever since that kind of, yeah, I got into it more and we'd go to the family feedlot and pick out the best calves we could. And I'd pretty much spend the summer trying to get them to grow as much hair as possible so we could make them look as showy as we could at, at the fair. But, um, now we feed out, feed out our own cattle, like I told you before, and uh, we run probably, oh, around 800 or so cow-calf pairs, and then I'd say we have around 3,500 acres of farm ground also, so we, uh, we keep busy between my brother and my uncle and I, so it's, uh, it's an interesting operation to be around, I guess. Very, very different backgrounds, but uh, you guys have come together. And and Seth, we we talked earlier that that your your show cattle uh, is kind of breaking out of of the norm, right? It is a little bit, yeah. I I would say the show cattle deal here in Hayes County didn't quite take off till oh probably 
seven or eight years ago it really started started gaining steam a little bit and and this is kind of something that I do in my in my spare time if I can ever find any of it and um, yeah Stephen and I are one of one of a few producers here in the county anyways that that are trying this this kind of new deal uh-huh. well that's great that uh, that you guys can come together and and uh, do that and and yeah um, maybe Nebraska uh, I'm a I'm an Indiana guy and and Nebraska maybe not known for uh, all the uh, all the showing more more cows than uh, than the show cattle thing but uh, you guys uh, stuck out and and did that and, and I think that's uh, I think that's really great so uh, Stephen tell us uh, if you would introduce us to your family uh, if you would and and tell us uh, who all's around there to, to help you out getting things done okay well I guess how I got into this part of the world is my wife actually graduated from Hay Center which would have been the same high school that Seth graduated from just a few years before Seth and then we met at Fort Hay State University it's a D2 school there in Kansas I studied animal science, and she's a criminal justice major. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up back in this country. She was pretty dead set on coming home and being in this area, so I didn't have much of a choice. So I <laughs> took a roundabout way, way to get here. I spent some time in Cherry County and on some other cow calves, but now we're in her home, and that makes her happy. And we're fortunate to have her family to help us raise our little girls that we have we have ty she's four she had her first mini herf heifer that was eligible for national shows this year so we've been spending all summer hauling talia her mini herf around and just kicked her out to get bread with the bowl and ty was not happy she wanted talia to come home (laughs) right and then and then we have two-year-old piper and we call her piper the viper she's just a little spitfire ty loves the cow deal and Piper's in love with the cow deal. You can just see it every time she's around. We're blowing out or checking cows. You can just see it in her eyes that she's already got a passion for it. So that's really exciting. And then we have what the girls call baby Bobby on the way. My wife does not know the gender, but I do. So luckily our girls picked a gender neutral name to call it. And they've called it that forever. So it makes it easy for me not to slip up because I just call it Bobby. And <laughs> that should be here into October if my wife decides to hang on that long. Well, that's great. You got the you got the two-year-old, and, and you say she's a spitfire, and you got another one on the way. So uh, you guys have your hands full then. Yep. But, and we wouldn't change it for the world. And we're, we're blessed and happy and healthy, and I wouldn't change it. They're, they're great to have around, and... We wouldn't change having them in the pen when we're blowing out or tagging calves or any of that. We just bring them right along, and we love it, and they love it. Well, that's great. Seth, who who do you guys have that, that runs around there and, and uh, runs cows and, and grain with you guys? Well, uh, it's pretty much just a, just a family operation deal. Uh, there's my Uncle Tom, which he'd be – he's going to be 70 this year. And then my brother, Matt, he's going to be 30 here in December and myself. And that's, that's kind of who all the guy sees every day around here anyways. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and Seth, you and your brother, you guys have some, some Angus cattle together. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We, yeah. 
got probably 35 head or so uh registered stuff we're trying to try and slowly build that up and maybe start having bull sales or something in the future but that's that's in the future like i said a ways off so Mm -hmm. now is he involved with with the clubby type cows at all or or is that strictly you that's pretty pretty well my deal he doesn't he doesn't usually take a whole lot of interest in in that portion of it i guess okay uh, now, you guys, uh, we, we had to, to hold this podcast off to uh, another recording. And, uh, Seth, you were, you were out. Were, are you guys doing some harvesting uh, right now at this point? Not quite yet. Nope. We were, we're actually setting st- some stuff up to start weaning some calves maybe maybe end of this week or next week. Had to set some panels up and get some gates around and things like that. Okay. And you guys have... have moved some cattle before and and sold some cattle before and uh i'll kind of let you guys take uh take charge on on which one uh picks up on this first but but you guys have as i said have have sold some cattle and and had some success and and if you would i want to give you a chance to to talk about some of that you can go ahead steven all right i'll take it i guess it was three years ago seth had a sale with another kid it's kind of in our area and that kid last year didn't want to do it and Seth kind of reached out to me to see if I had any interest in throwing some stuff on last year I felt like we basically only had two heifers to contribute to Seth's set so I said yeah we'll be a guest consigner and keep your name on it this year we just decided but I had enough cattle that we both put our names on it and kind of be co-consigners we've we've had some luck with cattle we've sold and cattle that have kind of missed the boat i mean we had a heifer two years ago that nobody liked and she ended up going to win champion shorthorn female at the nebraska cattlemen's classic so sometimes people miss them here in these early sales and seth's had good luck selling steers that are doing well in county fairs and he sold that one heifer that has i don't know five or six other registered breed titles down there in Texas. So, yeah, we've been pretty fortunate in our short short history here. To We've hung some banners and had some success in getting some young families started and some good memories behind them. Right. And Stephen, Stephen McIntyre, you guys call your operation Open Box Diamond, correct? That's correct. Uh, where did that name come from? When, when, we, when I first got out of college i worked for a big ranch in cherry county which is the biggest cow county in the nation and that's what guys did they had they had brands and i bought some shorthorn cows and needed to come up with a brand and that was kind of the brand that stuck out to me i wanted a diamond the guy i worked for had an open box branding iron already so open box diamond was available and it kind of sounded good so that's not too much of a big story it's just that's our brand and we proudly slap it on the ribs of everything we got, and we kind of ride for the brand, more or less. Right. Well, that's great. Yeah, I, I hadn't asked you that yet, and uh, uh, was was anxious to ask you where that where that came from. So, uh, Seth, Seth, yours is Goal Show Cattle, and uh, if you would tell us tell us about some of your success, maybe that that uh, maybe some of it that Stephen missed. I thought he did a nice job of, of telling some of your your uh, successes. No, he. He pretty much covered it, I'd say. Um, no, that probably the 
probably the one that stands out is that heifer I sold last year down to down to Canton, Texas. Uh, Ty Newmeyer is the is the guy who ended up with her, but um, he had her shown at at uh, several shows down there. And yeah, like Stephen said, the, the all registered breed deal. I think she took home that banner four or five times. So she she did pretty good for him down there. And the last I talked to him, they were trying to get her bred and and gonna try to make a producer out of her. So. Other than her, um, yeah, like Stephen said, bunch of bunch of county fair steers that I mean make make good cattle and good projects for kids and and it's a uh, it's a good place to start for me, I'd say. Right, uh, yeah, a very good place to start and and uh, just keep getting better. So, uh, Stephen, uh, let's let's talk a bit. You've got a bull that uh, that you're doing some promoting. Uh, with and and about and and he's on your Facebook page and things and got the ad. Uh, if you would uh, tell us a little bit about this bull you call Olympian, correct? Yep, we we were fortunate enough to buy Soul RGLC Olympian there in Sullivan's bull sale. Oh, three years ago, I guess it would have been now, almost. And he is. For all the shorthorn enthusiasts, a sole legacy son, one of the first ones to sell publicly. That legacy bull won all the majors except Fort Worth three times, and I think he won Fort Worth twice. So we packed some power genetically, and and the first couple of calf crops out of this bull, we've liked his calves as much or better than any AI calves we've ever had. He's done a lot for our cow herd. He, he Put a freaky long front in one and keep one really sound and big bodied and make a move. But I tell you, the coolest thing about that bull that makes him so special for us is our girls can walk up out to him in the pasture and just start scratching on him. And that means a lot to us monetarily and a lot of memories. So that bull will always have a special place here genetically and in our hearts for just kind of his disp- disposition. So. Right, yeah. We think we think a lot of him. Got some pictures there on your Facebook page, uh, the Open Box Diamond uh, Facebook page, and uh, yeah, see the the little girls right there with him uh, as, as he's eating uh, eating some grain. It looks like and uh, uh, standing right there in front of him. So uh, those are those are always special ones to have. Yep he he's been fun to have around, and I I think anybody that wants to try them all they got to do is reach out and especially juniors that are trying to get started will dang near give them the semen and just to get more calves out of them because i think he can do a lot of herds of world of good a guy like seth that's got some super broody powerful type females he could mess really well and add some style and flex in that back leg and make some really good plus heifers or maybe even some plus steers for county fair and you haven't got Seth. Seth talked into using him yet, huh? Not quite. He's he hasn't ever quit working on me. This next year might be the might be the year to do it, I guess. Now, now Seth, do yeah. you do you go the the shorthorn route at all? I I haven't until this year. Actually, um, ended up with some some embryos last last fall and put them in and got some got some uh bull calves this last spring and got a couple of them that are going on the sale but but other than that i really i really haven't dove into it yet 
Well, how, and you kind of hit on it just a little bit, but, but how did you guys get together to, to have this joint sale? It just, me and Seth, I would say, are both kind of in the same stages of our operations. We're both in the infancy almost of it as far as selling these things and trying to raise these things and make them good enough to compete at bigger levels. So it made sense just from where we're at in our programs. And honestly, our, our cattle are very different and the types and kinds that we like and raise. So if you put us together in a sale, there's going to be a little bit of everything for everybody. Seth's going to raise those bigger, more powerful, high performance type cattle. And I'm going to put some super showy, really freaky fronted type females that kind of balance that out. So you're seeing some power and body and then boom, you just see this jet fronted female and you're like, wow, where did that come from? So it, it kind of meshes really well because our cattle do a lot of good things that the others kind of don't excel in and vice versa. And to kind of kind of piggyback off of what Steven said, I'd also also throw in there that we're, yeah, we're kind of unique in our county, I guess, anyways, of of wanting to want to continue to grow this deal around here and and kind of change the culture a little bit. I mean, when I, when I was growing up, I was I was by the book. You're not gonna you're not gonna go buy show calves and and on and on like that. But now that I now that I kind of take a step back, it's I mean it's it's still a project. It's still something that a kid's gonna get a lot out of down the road. And um, I'd say that Stephen and I are. We're, we're in the same boat when it comes to helping families out and, and helping kids learn lessons down the road. Like what Seth, Seth was saying, my first county fair here in Hayes County would have been 2009. And I think that was like the first year that a family brought a killer show steer and they didn't come back the next year because they were almost so frowned upon that they didn't come back. And then seven years ago or so it was like three or four families had a really good looking show steer and this year i would say there was probably 20 or 25 show steers that were big and hairy and made the judge kind of work for it and sort through a lot of good home race cattle and kind of float those club calves at the top and so it is starting to gain some traction i think seth and hopefully we can be in on the front end of this deal that's always always been a goal of mine anyways and i know yeah i'm sure you feel the same way but yeah hopefully to to kind of make a name for ourselves out here and and kind of look back in the future and be able to say we we kind of helped build something a little bit that's awesome yeah and i i've seen that uh my my own county fair that that i'm at uh when i got down here i don't know if it's been 15 16 17 years ago now there were uh, there were six or seven uh, calves that were pretty decent, and and uh, that was about it. Uh, and and then now the 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 numbers have grown, and we even had a Denver champion standing in the barn this year at, at the county fair. So uh, I've I've experienced a, a little bit of that. So uh, wanna uh, thank you guys for for helping to grow that and and uh, being on the front end of that. And uh, I th I think that's great. What do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think did that? That that got those guys uh, coming in there to to really kind of show those tears and, and really make a project of this? Well, honestly, I, I'd probably say it's because everybody around here is so dang competitive that once that once that show steer won the won the first show that 
somebody saw that and learned, all right, if that's going to be the, if that's going to be the new trend, we're going to go out and do the same thing and, and kind of a domino effect after that. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, those, those show steers, I mean, just they're different animals compared to just your basic Angus cross cattle that pretty much everybody raises around here. So I'd say, yeah, I'd say everybody's competitive nature is pretty much one of the driving factors around here anyways. Uh, you guys being on the front end of that as well, so uh, uh, I think that's great. So you guys, do you guys work together uh, a bit? Uh, I know there was some clipping going on last night uh, together. Uh, one of them on another one's cattle, and and uh, do, do you guys do some things together there, or, or pretty much just get ready for the sale together? Well, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say we'd work work together a whole lot. Whenever I'm I'm busy or anything. I can I can always call Steven and he's more than happy to to come and help me out clipping stuff and and helping get stuff ready. But um, yeah, around around sale time, pretty much whenever we're getting stuff dialed in, that's that's kind of when you'll see us together working on cattle, anyways, for the most part. Okay. There's a good chance you're going to see him at my place, or I'm going to be at his place, looking and evaluating. But I mean, 365 days a year, we're bouncing sale length off of each other what do you think of this mating this worked pretty good what are you thinking so and i mean we were actually just talking tonight before we got on about maybe purchasing some embryos together and maybe trying to start working together a little more and but that's still also in the infancy and maybe that'll work out in the future because i think we could match really good with where he's got his strengths at looking for cattle and where I've got mine, I think it would work really good if we could make it work. And if not, having two separate deals come together once a year is working well also. Just uh, just a side note, Stephen, we did get those embryos bought, so I guess we're <laughs> going to have to get something figured out, I guess. But we, yep, we got I, them bought anyways. I won't tell Kimsey until she listens to the podcast. That can break the news to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that sounds, sounds great. Good, I guess. Partnerships forming right here on Before the Bid. Uh, Perfect. So, uh, so that's great. Uh, you, Seth, you want to tell us about those embryos? Well, we got them. Well, got them off the Esquire cattle uh, mm-hmm. genetic sale here on SC just tonight. Um, if I can get scrolled down to what they were, they're they're shorthorn embryos. So, even had more of an input than I did of course but um let's see one of one of the sets is out of uh well they're just conventional ones out of hot commodity bull mm-hmm. um Stephen Stephen put his expertise to to work there and I've I've heard him talk about him before he's a pretty dang pretty dang salty bull anyways mm-hmm. um and then the other ones were were kind of my pick out of the lot they were they're out of I eighty, um, they'd just be some shorthorn plus cows, but had to throw had to throw some main genetics in there too, I guess. But nope, we're, we're just and I didn't to... tell you this, Seth, but I think the last three years in a row, champion shorthorn female at Nebraska State Fair has been a hot commodity daughter. So huh. just a, another input there. Oh, it's convenient to let me know that now, I guess, but that'll. <laughs> That I works. didn't want you to go crazy on the bidding once before you do. That's probably not a bad idea. But nope, it's 
it's something else for we're going to jump into now, I guess. Well, that'll work. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, I, I was thinking of another question. Do you guys fit any cattle together? Do you guys groom cattle together, uh, stuff that's, that's maybe come through the sale? I like to work on them about as much as I can. Um, like I said, I said earlier, everything, everything with a whole bunch of hair kind of came along after I was done showing. So mm-hmm. I never really got, never really got a whole lot of experience fitting and, and clipping a whole lot, I guess. But so I kind of, I kind of leave all the professional stuff up to Steven anyways. So. Okay. Seth, now maybe you guys get those embryos on the ground and Steven can teach you a few things maybe about working hair and fitting and, uh, you guys can can roll those things down the road. Yeah, that's that's about right. I try to pick up a few a few tips and tricks every now and then, but yeah, looking looking forward to it, I guess. That's great. You guys ready to get into these sale cattle that you guys have uh, coming up here on SC Sales, uh, SC Online Sales, October sixth. Stay right. All right. Well, yeah the um, the sale is called the Hayes County Heavy Hitters Sale. And again, it, it does include Seth Goal at Goal Show Cattle and uh, Stephen McIntyre at Open Box Diamond. And you guys have, have come together and you've lotted these cattle and uh, you, you kind of go back and forth between the, the two different operations. And uh, I think that's great. And, and that way we'll, we'll bounce back and forth. And Seth, you've got the, uh, you've got the lot one, the leadoff steer here. And uh, if you would, guys, just kind of tell us uh, what you want to know about these steers or these cattle and and uh we'll just kind of go down through here well i guess starting off this this lot one he'd be one of those embryo calves that i was talking about earlier he's a high ho silver out of a purebred shorthorn cow um i got these embryos from uh nelson england here this last fall um he's had some some maternal sibs sell pretty pretty good in some in some recent sales i guess but um Tag one and tag four are, are full brothers here, and I'll dive into four a little later because I don't think I don't think there's more different calves on the sale than those two. But um, at lot one calf, he just I think he just hits hits a guy with a lot of power and mass to him, and and he's one that's square made, and um, he's got a lot of flex to his back end, like like Stephen was saying with them them short horns will do. But he's going to be one that finishes out finishes out around 1400 pounds and he's sound all the way through and like i said a big big square made steer that just has a lot to offer and steven you've got the the lot two lot two is also a short horn plus steer he's out of win and doubt i think like a lot of people i saw that bull in denver a couple of years ago and just thought man what a beast that is to, to that mating and so we bred him to our best short horn cow and this is Kind of the result, I would say he's probably the greenest steer on the sale. So there's only good days ahead of him. He's a chromed up dude. You look at him and that chrome actually almost works against him because you can't see how much bone and foot and hair he's got down there on that back leg. But man, you get behind him and he's got some top and he's got some stifle. And you get up on him and you're like, man, those legs would be fun to pull and he's got some bone. And he's another one that's going to be 14, 25, 14, 50, I think, at his best weight. And knowing that cow and those genetics, 
he can be 1450, 1500, and he's going to walk like a cat every day of his life, I think. So I think that's one that somebody can slide into maybe cheaper than he's worth because he is so green and do really well with, with a later county fair. We think we like him quite a bit. Right. Yeah, and, and I, I guess we, we failed to, to direct these guys. You, Steven, you do have a lot of these on the Open Box Diamond Facebook page. You've got a, a, quite a few pictures of, of some of these, and uh, so so they could kind of follow along a little bit with those. Uh, when they're, when we get the podcast video together, uh, we've we've got those, and, and we'll have those on there as well. So, uh, but wanted to wanted to stop and and uh, my negligence and and direct those guys to that uh, Facebook page if if they're not watching the not watching the podcast video. So, uh, Seth, we're back to you. You've got uh, lots three, four, and five, I do believe. Yes, sir. Uh, lot three, she is a she's a pay the price steel force and blaze on heifer. Um, she's one of the embry- she's the one embryo calf that I got out of a out of a set I bought from Jason Menert here. Um, and as it was one that got my blood pumping when when I saw her on the ground, I sent Stephen a a picture of her, and I was I was pretty jacked up when I found her. But um, no, she's uh. She's pretty unique, I'd say. She's probably one of the most clean-fronted scimitol heifers I've I've been around, and and she's sound and powerful, and just the just the length of spine she's got on her is is pretty unique, and she puts puts everything together really really well, I feel like. And then lot four would be that uh, that full brother to lot one, and like I said before, he's he's a heck of a lot different, I'd say, and I'd I'd probably that a lot on the recip that he had she i don't think she milked milk quite the quite the greatest i guess but talk about one that's that's super clean fronted um he really gets out and travels really well and he's got a lot he's got a lot more style to him i'd say than his than his brother um he's one that's a little greener right now but he's gonna he's gonna bloom up and and definitely be sound for i mean for as long as the guy wants to wants to take him around um, I'm pretty, pretty excited about him. He's he's definitely one of the top sleepers, I guess, on the sale. I'd say. Um, then the lot five calves. Uh, he's a one oak out of a trifecta cow that I raised. Um, she's a she's a really exciting cow. I feel like it seems like well, she'd be the mother of the heifer that I sent down to Texas this last year. So she's uh she's proven herself pretty well, and she gets around. She's got a got a high gear that that goes really well through the pasture and she can really get out and move and, and he's a lot the same way. Um, I think he's gonna, he's gonna be sound every day and, and he's one that hits you with a lot, a lot of power also and got a big sweeping rib to him and he's, I mean, he's, he's about as deep as they come and I, I really like him. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be really, really fun fast steer to have once he, once he hits his market weight and he's gonna be, gonna be a lot of fun. Sounds good. Uh, what lot six, Stephen? We got we go back to the to the heifer side of things, Stephen. Yep, I'll touch on lot six in a second, but I'll touch on lot five too because that's that's my pick out of Seth's steers, and Seth's not near as stickler as I am on it. But that five steer with that huge belly and big top, he is snake fronted too. He's got a wicked good front end. So, he, yeah, he's my pick out of Seth's steers. I think that one's really good. I just wanted to throw that in there. Good, good. Appreciate it. The six heifer, 
is a natural calf out of our Olympian bull and our lone purebred Simmental cow was a high caliber daughter. She's just, this is just her second calf. This will be her second calf to show as a show heifer. So, man, we think the world of that cow. She's really puts a lot of milk in one and raises a good one. You study the six heifer and she's just in April and she's a little younger, but man, she's got that good front end. I told you Olympian will put on one and she's super flexy, huge bodied, beautiful from the side and you get behind her and she's got some width and spring a rib and I think that's one that gets in the right hands come state fair next year next year she's going to be a player for supreme champion because she's going to have the look she's going to have the style she's going to have the body and she's going to have just a little extra power coming from that Simmental side that she's really going to be heavy hitter as a big bread heifer we, we think the world of that heifer and Probably shouldn't be selling her, but you got to sell the good ones to get your name out there. That's a, that's the reason to the reason to raise a good one is to sell a good one, right? That's right. <laughs> and I I might jump in here and that heifer at the open house we had here this this last weekend. She was pretty tough to keep my eye off of her. She was she was my kind of heifer. Even she she had that power from the Simital side and and the look and everything from the from the shorthorn deal. And that was that was pretty. Pretty uh, hard heifer to not look at, I guess, on my side of things. Good deal. Yeah. Lot, uh, we go back to the steers. We got a main steer here for lot seven. Yep. This is a, if I could paint the perfect picture for this steer, I'd put him on the end of a 45 or five pound, eight year old girl and just let her go. He was shown <laughs> at County Fair by my three year old niece as a stalker feeder. It's the best haired one I got. He's super pretty. He's just a big teddy bear. So if I could just put him in the hands of a first-year family and say, here's your steer. He's halter broke. He's a baby. His hair is going to be fun all year. He's going to have style to burn. He's got some power. He's got some chrome. That's how I paint that picture because it's going to make a first-year family fall in love and come back next year because they're going to be so in love with the attitude of that steer. And he's going to take a great picture from the side 100 times out of 100. So. That's, that's kind of what we hope for that steer is we can get them in the hands of a young family and get them off to a good start and still be competitive and have a lot of fun in the barn while they're doing it. That, uh, those, those steers and, and calves that are, that are that broke that early, that's, uh, that's worth a lot, worth a whole lot. So, uh, Seth, we, we go back to you for the lot eight. Uh, lot eight, it'd be, uh, either no guts, no glory of an MAB cow. Um, honestly, it's, <laughs> It's been hard to, to say this one hasn't been my favorite since since day one. Maybe not not because he's the best one out there, but just because of the style and and bone and power that he's got in him. That's that's kind of something I've had I've had in my mind of a of a show steer that I wanted to raise. But he's will definitely catch your eye with all his all his chrome and he's got some white white legs and and white kind of everywhere all over him. But but yeah, like I said, he's He's stylish and got tons of power and bone, and, and he's still going to get out and move for you. And he's he's something that I'm excited about here and here in a couple months when when jackpots get really rolling. Yeah, we got like that chrome on those guys, don't we? It's it's fun to look at. Kind of kind of tough to keep clean every now and then, but it's it's still pretty fun to fun to have around. Luckily for Seth, he has a partner that grew up showing Herefords that keeps white white 
yeah, that, that comes in handy, I guess. Yeah, we going uh, we're going shorthorn heifer here on on lot nine. Yep this this is the first purebred shorthorn heifer. She is a FSF starburst out of one of our really good shorthorn cows, who's an Axis daughter. <clears throat> this heifer is the opposite of lot eight. If you're looking to jackpot a heifer around, she's probably not that. She's gonna see her better days as a big breeding heifer. She's super good fronted. Got a lot of color, just a little green, and going to need some time to keep going. But we think as a breeding female for a young family that's trying to start a herd and show one and have a good breeding female afterwards, she's a really good fit. Do you think she'll show? I think she'll make a plenty good show heifer, but if, if somebody's looking to jackpot right away, she's just not going to have the mass or power that those jackpot guys are looking for even on the breeding heifer side. She's just going to take some time to get that body and fill. And she'll get there. Her cow's super deep and super bold ribbed. She's just kind of a later maturing type female. And that's that's just cut and dry of how she is and how she's going to be. Yeah, and, and uh, some of us look for those that, that we can turn out, uh, and, and that's a lot more important to us than, than uh, winning some of those jackpots. Yeah. Seth, we go back to you, uh, 10 and 11. We got two steers here. Yeah, 10 would be a, he's an in God we trust out of my Monopoly cow. She's, she's one that's kind of tough to figure out for me anyways. She's a, well, she's a full sib to a reserve champ at Tulsa in 2017. And I, I know all the, all the genetic potentials there. I just need to, need to get the right cross to figure it out. But, but I, I really like this in God we trust steer on her. He's, I mean, he's one that I, I like to make too. Uh, super powerful. He's going to be sound like all the rest. Yeah, I feel like he's probably the most sound on all the rest of them, maybe. Got a bunch of muscle muscle shape, thick over the top, and he's he's probably my tamest calf, I'd say, that I got. I'd be I'd be pretty excited if, if a young kid got a hold of him, and I think he'd make a really good, really good county fair project or project for a young showman out there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then rolling into a lot 11, he is a daddy's money out of a Dakota Gold first calf heifer, and he uh, <laughs> once we got him on feed, I'd say he took off just as good as as any of the rest of them. Um, being out of a first calf heifer, he was he was pretty green when when we weaned, but he's uh, he's definitely coming on pretty strong. And and once he gets haired back up, I'm gonna be pretty excited for him. He's gonna be a be a sound, easy doing. Um, solid calf and gonna make a really good fast year down the road that daddy's money dakota goldie that hair ought to come back i would think i sure hope so been been working on him for a while anyways and it's it's starting to you can you can dang sure tell so steven we got a short horn heifer here for lot 12 yeah and to touch on Seth's lot 10 there was a lot of good cattlemen at our open house that that was kind of their pick of Seth's steers there was a lot of people that gravitated towards that Lot 10 and God we dress, trust steer. He, I mean, as far as true muscle pattern and shape and substance, he's probably the most muscular animal we got on the sale for sure. Going into lot 12, lot 12 is, I don't want to say she's a mess up, but she's kind of a, a management mess up here. She's actually a December heifer, so we were hoping for an early fall and left the bull in with her and got a late fall. But that, that doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter when they're good like she is 
if somebody's looking for a more mature female that can go jackpot right away and just out powerhouse from a cow standpoint at these jackpots and early spring shows and I did check with some county agents. It's going to be kind of hit and miss on what county fair she's eligible for. So you'll just have to check. But man, she just brings a lot of cow cow power. She's huge middled, super good fronted, good footed. She's just, she's going to beat a lot of heifers early just from a sheer mass and substance and cow power standpoint. She's one that she's going to get out, get, get out and walk. And then you're going to turn her out and she's going to make, a heck of a cow. She's out of an asset daughter in our solo Olympian bull, so she's got tons of genetic power behind her. You can breed her whatever way you want. You can make some high-colored steers out of her, or you can turn around and make some short horn or short horn plus heifers and be really happy with her as a cow. She's just, you look at her and you go, yep, that one's a cow. Seth, we finished lot 13 here with a, with a heifer from you. This lot 13... <laughs> Steven and I kind of went back and forth for quite a while on this one, whether to whether to throw her on there. She's a she's a Mayborn uh, out of my cleanup bull. He's a Blaze of Glory son, and she's out of my No Worries cow. And she's I mean she's got tons of style to her. She's got a got a freak neck and clean chested, and and she's got quite a bit of bone and bone and hair to her, being out of that No Worries cow. And she's just she's super green, but a guy can. A guy can look at her and kind of match her in the future, and she's gonna be, she's gonna be a dang good uh, later, later breeding heifer, and and just a dang good heifer down the road for somebody who wants to produce something too. So, um, yeah, she puts a lot of pieces together, but like I said, she's she's definitely the greenest one on the sale, I'd say. Like we've talked about a lot, me and Seth have different types and kinds, and I think that was kind of his reservation of putting her on, as she's young and green and even when if she wasn't so young and green, she wouldn't really be Seth's type and kind. But dang it, she's mine. I think she follows that six heifer of mine kind of in style. That's she's got that big bold rib, that freaky front, got some bone, got some substance. So she's more my type and kind than Seth would give her credit for. I think she's she's really going to be a sleeper, especially in that May younger class wherever you take her. You guys have a great lineup there. Uh, for the sale here and and appreciate you guys going through those and and uh, complimenting each one of those and it, and it does sound like you guys have really worked together to to bring the the best that you guys can uh, for these uh, potential buyers and uh, so uh, I just think that's great to, the way you guys are working together to to get that done so we didn't hit on it very much but but I, I kind of meant to but you guys had a, a tour this past uh weekend and and i'm not exactly sure when this is going to come out here but uh it was the weekend of the 20th and in the 21st and tell me a little bit about that tour and, and how that is carried out and and uh tell me about some of the some of the traffic that you guys had coming through there so when seth's three years ago had his online sale and i didn't have enough to have an online sale i just figured well I'll run out to local county fairgrounds, bring the calves in, and let some people look at them. But I didn't think people would drive to town for three or four heads, so I called Seth and a few other guys. And so that's kind of how it started a few years ago. When Seth went the online route, I went the open house route. And so we just we run out the fairgrounds, and everybody gets a pen. This year, Saturday was our busy year. 
for a busy day. Like I was telling you earlier, every family that walked through that looked at your calves, they're like, yeah, if I could get one in their barn, that'd be a good thing. We didn't, we didn't have any just looky-loos. We had a lot of quality families and good first-year kids that are looking for guidance and looking for help. So we had a lot of good traffic and not just in numbers, but in quality. And is it just you two that they go in there or you guys have a couple other guys that they go in there as well, don't you? We had two other producers. We have one of our good friends, my good friends, Mitchell Cornelius, brought some really, really good quality steers and heifers down from Madrid, Nebraska. And then we had another family, the Helster family from down by Imperial that brought some good steers and a couple good heifers. And we had about 25 calves right on the money and had a little bit of everything for everybody. So it's kind of an inclusive deal. We kind of call it the Southwest Nebraska Club Calf Open House. So we're open to any producer that's trying to maybe push a couple of these guys here and there. So we try to be pretty inclusive and help everybody out where we can. I think that's a great thing that uh, that you guys do that and and uh, people don't have to go run all the, all around the uh, state there, the, the southwest part of the state on Saturday and Sunday to look at those. You guys bring them right there to the Hayes County Fairgrounds and uh, I think that's a I think that's a great thing and a good way to get people in there. I think the about the best part of it is that like we were saying earlier, it's it really the, the show calf deal really hasn't taken off around here yet, so you don't have you don't have a whole bunch of breeders right around the same in the same twenty mile radius or whatever. So it's it's really nice to, to be able to have guys who wanna come in from a few county radius or whatever come in and and show stuff off and, and make it easier on, on potential buyers too to, to come in and check everything out. I guess our our hope for the future is even if we get some kids that aren't looking to buy that are just pulling calves out of the feedlot, that maybe we can point out some things that they need to look for. So even if they're not buying our cattle, they're a little bit more successful wherever they go with whatever they get because yeah, I remember them saying like this about this calf and to look for this. So we're really hoping to kind of make it an educational deal as well as a selling point for us. I guess I didn't mention, I, I'll clip 50 to 70 county fair steers any given summer. So, I mean, I'm truly in this to help the kids and make them as successful as possible. So we're just, we're trying to make this deal for the kids to where they can get some selection tips and because there's a lot of kids that and parents that'll go out in their feedlot and pick one they think's good and you're they're not quite sure what a show calf could look should look like they know exactly what a feedlot calf should look like but you guys both know that that's not always the same thing so to try and teach them some pointers to be more successful whether they buy one or mine or seth's or mitchell's or wherever they go that they can be more successful and we had a small part to play in that do you foresee maybe some clinics coming into this thing? We talked about it this year, didn't get it done. Next year, I would expect we'll have a judge come in and do a selection clinic one of the days at the open house. And we'll just, we'll make dang sure that he doesn't pull one of these calves in we're trying to sell and he dogs on them pretty hard. He just <laughs> brings them in, talks, talks about what kids should look for. And so, yeah, that's definitely going to be in the works and, maybe potential 
okay, now it's January, let's talk nutrition. Now it's March, let's talk hair care. Now it's June, let's talk clipping and fitting. Now it's July, county fairs next week, let's talk some showmanship and maybe turning this into a Southwest Nebraska Club Calf Association with shows and clinics. And But that's going to take a lot of time and manpower, and we're just trying to get started. And But, I mean, that's a long-term goal for me is let's branch this thing out and make it a year-round event instead of, oh, yeah, we were at the open house in September last year. You think they'll have it again? Kind of deal. Well, I think that's great. Any anybody that we can influence to uh, be part of be part of the agricultural world one and and be part of the the cattle world too. Why uh, uh, that's a I think that's a great thing. So want to want to wish you guys luck uh, on all of that and, and getting that put together. And so, uh, guys, kind of to to wrap this thing up, is there anything we need to know about uh, about the sale, about coming to get those animals, anything like that that uh, that maybe you you might want to tell us about? Stephen, yep. I just want to tell people that if they have any questions about the animals, mine or Seth, they can call Seth or I or both or our sale rep on SC, Dave Stoltz, and we're happy to help wherever we can, whether that's working on transportation and helping people get lined up and going to jackpot shows and helping clip and fit. And I am a Brina rep, so I can do some ration stuff and help people with nutrition. And so we're, we're hoping we can sell some cattle close and build some relationships and be there every step of the way, not just okay, here's your calf, and we'll see you next year when you want to buy another one. We, we're we in this to be involved with those kids' lives and hopefully build good relationships and make lifelong long friends. So we're here wherever they need us, whether, in my opinion, whether they buy a calf for me or Seth or anybody else. If anybody called me day or night and said, hey, I have some questions, I would gladly answer the phone or text. So I'm here or what for kids that want to get into showing cattle and so that's that's kind of my spiel i'm i'm here for anybody and we're happy to help however we can and yeah just uh just a piggyback piggyback off of what steven was saying we're we're here to help no matter if if we get a calf sold out of the deal or or anything like that we're always here to we love talking cattle and we 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 want to make an impact um while we're while we're building this deal and and we're excited about it. That's I think that's the main thing a lot of people miss. We're excited about it. We love doing it, and it's it's not work to us. I don't feel like it's it's something that we're we're looking forward to do, and and uh, we just want to pass that on to to whoever we can. And I I guess I forgot to mention on the open box diamond heifers. I won't speak for Seth. We do give a up to forty dollar credit on semen for that heifer's first breeding. We'll either buy the semen and ship it to your deliver it to you or we'll just give you $40 to buy semen for whatever bull you want to use. So we, we do offer that for our heifer buyers to hopefully help those kids get them bred and get started building their own herd. Well, I think that's a, I think that's a great thing and, and a great thing to do for those young people. So, uh, guys, I, I am, uh, excited about the way that uh this went uh, i know all three of us were kind of like well we'll kind of see how this goes and uh, i want to thank you guys for for both joining me here again on a three-way call and and the first three-way 
call we've done here for Before the Bid. And what uh, what two great guests in this one. And uh, Stephen McIntyre, I want to thank you, and, and Seth Gold of, of Go, Sh- Go Show Cattle. And again, Stephen McIntyre of Open Box Diamond. And again, make sure you go down and see their uh, Hayes County Heavy Hitters sale on SC Sales. Uh, SC online sales and that is going to go off on October the 6th and guys uh, I guess any anything else we need to let them know before we before we roll out here I think that's it I appreciate you having us Andy I'm really really excited to see how this goes and build this deal out so thanks for what you're doing I love the idea I think it's awesome yeah Andy sure sure appreciate you reaching out to us and and I'm excited to to see how everything goes I, I appreciate you guys responding to Brandy uh, on, on her invite. And, uh, again, just want to thank you guys for, for being able to get together here and uh, be the first uh, three-way call here on Before the Bid. And, again, wish you luck here in uh, your uh, Hayes County, Nebraska, the SC online sale, October 6th, the heavy hitters sale. So look for Open Box Diamond and for uh, Goal Show Cattle. And we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook twitter youtube and instagram pages for information on being a guest on before the bid please email us at before the bid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages remember that's before the bid at gmail.com happy sales to you and we will talk to you next time on before the bid